Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zenke. Carter, how are you today? Just excited to be back, as always. Nothing's ever new. Just happy to be here. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Grace. Hi, my name is Grace Lushnevitz. I'm in Lowick, Texas, going to Texas Tech University, studying vocal performance. Um, I'm drinking Stash a Mango Passion Fruit Tea out of a cat person mug that I got from Target for $5 on sale, and also water with an appropriately decorated um, water bottle. We love the sticker. Well, thank you, Grace, <laughs> for being here today. And we also have Maddie. Hi, uh, my name is Maddie Smith. I'm also in Lubbock, Texas. Um, unfortunately, I'm not in Portland, Oregon, where I'm from. Matthew said that if I was, we'd have all four time zones. So maybe <sighs> next time. But I don't have my water bottle with me, but it's also appropriately decorated. Um, and I'm drinking Smith tea, un unrelated, but Smith peppermint tea. So Very nice. I'm nursing the last bit of my uh, Earl Grey tea out of my Eureka Springs Arkansas mug that I got at the bunny store. Uh, so. I'm so sad I didn't get to go to the bunny store. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was fun. All righty. Well, as with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions today, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Yes, round one is our first general knowledge round. You'll each get five multiple choice questions. Questions here with 10 points each. Take one right, you'll get those 10 points. All righty, Grace, you're up first. Are you ready? Yes, so excited. Fantastic. Question one, which US state has the most lighthouses? A, Maine, B, Michigan, or C, California? See, I think the obvious answer I have an idea of what the obvious answer is because I know the imagery of that state, but do I go with the obvious answer or do I pick something? I'm going to go with what I think is the obvious answer and pick Maine. Yeah, this was a bit of a trick question. It was Michigan, actually. Ah. Uh, Michigan is home to 120 lighthouses that uh, primarily line the Great Lakes. Oh. Yeah. Question two, which of the following novels by Ernest Hemingway does not take place in Europe? A, The Old Man and the Sea, B, A Farewell to Arms, or C, The Sun Also Rises? I wanna go, The Old Man and the Sea makes me think of the Shakespeare play that's on, the, on an island, and that's not in Europe, so I'm gonna go with The Old Man and the Sea. That's correct. It takes okay. place off the coast of Cuba. A Farewell to Arms is set in Italy, Slovenia, and Switzerland in World War I, and The Sun Also Rises is set in France and Spain, notably stopping in Pamplona for the running of the bulls. Very fun. Question three. Natsilingmutut and Siglitun are dialects of what language spoken in the Arctic Circle? A, Inuit, B, Aleut, or C, Cree? I don't think it's C. Um, I think it is... Answer choice B. I can't remember exactly what you said, but answer choice B is my pick. Um, it was actually A, Inuit. Ah. Oh. Yes. Question four. Which of the following amendments to the U.S. Constitution says the residents of each state, not the state legislatures, would choose their U.S. senators? A, the 15th Amendment, B, the 16th Amendment, or C, the 17th Amendment? 
Hmm. They're all right next to each other. Um, wow, I really feel like I should have studied. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pick 16 because it's my favorite, num- favorite number. Uh, it's actually 17. Um, <sighs> prior to its ratification in 1913, U.S. senators were elected by state legislatures. Not surprisingly, this was fraught with peril as Senate seats could be bought and sold within legislatures. Um, the hmm. 16th Amendment was the one that gave the federal government authority to um, levy an income tax, and the 15th Amendment um, extended voting rights to newly emancipated slaves. Mm-hmm. Question five. In the 1980s, the phrase long distance most often referred to A, people working remotely from home, B, people commuting via car to work, or C, phone calls made to a different area code. What was the year you said in the... Um, in the 1980s. In the 1980s. So it could easily be cars or phone. Did people remote work in the 80s? I don't know. I can't ask you that. That's not a question you can answer. Um, um, my first instinct was to was to go with phone calls, but I don't know. Phones have been around in the 80s. Maybe not cell phones so much, but... I would encourage you to not overthink my questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> then I'm going to go with phone calls. That's correct. Calls. Yes. Phone okay. calls made to a different area code. Yes. <laughs> okay. My father, who was alive in the 1980s, read that question. Oh, very fun. All righty. Maddie, are you ready for your five questions? I'm so nervous, but so ready. Okay. Question one. In 1863... New England businessmen lobbied President Lincoln to occupy a Texas port to facilitate the export of what commodity up to New England? A, beef, B, cotton, or C, oil? Oh, boy. Okay. Well, do I get to ask for a repeat of the question? Is that allowed? Yeah. In 1863, New England businessmen lobbied President Lincoln to occupy a Texas port to facilitate the export of what commodity up to New England? And the um, answers are, or the choices are beef, cotton, or oil. Ooh, okay. Well, being in Lubbock, both answers are possible. And while I know nothing of Texas ports, I feel like I am going to go with B, cotton. That's correct. New England textile mills depended on Southern cotton for their production. Question two. Which of the following is not a county in California? A, Butte, B, Del Norte, or C, Anaheim? Um, that's a great question. I am just, I mean, okay, I recognize cities, but I feel like Anaheim's not a county. Is that your answer? Um, no, no. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go. Actually, you know what? Yes, we're going to commit. We're going to commit. Anaheim's not a county. Uh, That's correct. Um, Anaheim is in Orange County, California. Oh, thank goodness. Question three. Another question about the 80s from my dad. The Walkman was the 1980s equivalent of A, an iPod, B, a cell phone, or C, a personal GPS device. An iPod. That's correct. Question four. Bananas are a known source of what element? A iron, B, potassium, or C, sodium? Potassium, baby. That's correct. The (laughs) average banana contains over 400 milligrams of potassium. And finally, question five. 
prior to Canadian Confederation in 1867, which two provinces were combined as the province of Canada? A, New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, B, Quebec and New Brunswick, or C, Ontario and Quebec? C, Ontario and Quebec. That's correct. In 1841, Britain merged the lower colonies of Upper Canada, uh, much of which is now Southern Ontario, and Lower Canada, much of present-day Quebec, to become the province of Canada. Oh, yay. All righty. Well, that's the end of round one. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have Grace at 20 and Maddie at 50. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So, Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Yes, in round two, you'll each get five open-ended questions on the same topic. Questions here are worth 20 points each. If you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 10 points. Alrighty, this is one of those hope and pray that um, you know stuff about these famous people. Um, <laughs> you're each going to get five questions about uh, famous uh, celebrity. We'll call them celebrities. Uh, who were born on August 17th, which is the date that this podcast is being released. Grace, your person is Phoebe Bridgers, who was oh born gosh. August 17th, 1994. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Question one. Bridgers is a what? Meaning she eats fish and vegetables. Do I just, so I, I say what I, I don't have to write this down. No, no, you just tell me. That's a pescatarian. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> Question two. Bridgers has said that what song from her 2017 album, Stranger in the Alps, is about her relationship with Ryan Adams? I have never listened to a Phoebe Bridgers song okay. in my life. Yeah, see, this is, this is, the, this is the danger. Yes, um, that's okay. I I can, I'm a creative person. Um, um, the Adams Family. No. Um, <laughs> clever guess, though. Um, Thank you. Uh, Maddie, do you know? Um, I know not that many songs, so I'm going to guess Motion Sickness. That's correct. Um, it reached number 26 on the Billboard 100 Alternative charts in 2017. Well, go Maddie. Oh my gosh. Question three. Thanks, uh, Bridgers released what second album in 2020 amidst the pandemic? Sorry. <sighs> That's okay. Um, I'm just happy to be here. So, um, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen stuff about it on TikTok and I probably have definitely listened to TikTok audios featuring her songs. Um, the only thing that is coming to mind, and I know that it is not correct, is Rhinestone Cowboy. No, um, that's a song by Glenn, what's his name? The Glenn Campbell? Yes, it's a different, yeah, it's a completely different yeah. artist, but that's okay. all I can think of. No, that's fair. Uh, that's not correct. Maddie, <laughs> uh, do you know? Punisher? Yes. Uh, it was critically acclaimed and included songs like Garden Song and Kyoto. Question four. In addition to her solo work, Bridgers is a member of what indie rock band with Julian Baker and Lucy Dacus? I really need to get out more. You're making me feel like I live under a rock. Um... To be fair... Um, I learned all of this about Phoebe Bridgers on Friday. Oh, amazing. Okay. So, Again, another one I have absolutely no clue, so I'm going to make something up. <laughs> I have no idea. So in honor of an Ozarks joke, uh, horse and fish. <laughs> no. Uh, Maddie, do you know? 
Ah, uh, I wish I could think of it. Um, I'm going to do a pass because I have nothing. Okay. Uh, this is Boy Genius, and their self-titled EP was released in 2018. And finally, question five. Also known for her activism, in 2022, Bridgers and comedian Caleb Heeren publicly criticized Texas Governor Greg Abbott's positions on gender-affirming care at what film festival held annually in Austin? I know I would agree with them if I had heard what they said. Um, Basically, what's the film festival held annually yeah. in Austin? I can, uh, the Austin City Limits is their music festival. Um, there was recently a film festival, not in America, that is really tugging at my brain right now. Um, I'm just going to go with Austin City Limits because I can't think of anything else. No, not that. Uh, Maddie, do you know? Is it South by Southwest? Yes, South by Southwest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, um, Grace, perhaps we'll get all of Maddie's questions. Um, Maddie, oh, um, your famous person is actor Robert De Niro, who was born oh, yeah. <laughs> August 17th, 1943. Grace, so, really might get all of these. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Here we go. Question one. De Niro is perhaps best known for playing a young Vito Corleone in what 1974 mob film? The Godfather? Um, which one? The first one? No. Oh. Um, Grace? I'm going to scoop it up and go the second Godfather. Yeah, The Godfather Part 2. Uh, he's not in, he's oh. not in Part 1. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we can maybe give Maddie half credit for, for knowing The Godfather. Um, but yes, it is, it is specifically The Godfather Part 2 because he's not in the first one. Um, okay. For this role, he won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Question two. De Niro won the Academy Award for Best Actor for his portrayal of boxing champion Jake LaMotta in what 1980 film? Creed? No. Uh, Grace? Um, it's not Rocky because that's Sylvester Stallone. Um, so, Karate Kid. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, this one is called Raging Bull. And oh, okay. the reviews of this film were mixed, but De Niro won widespread praise for his performance. Hmm. Question three. De Niro also played the real-life gangster Jimmy Conway in what 1990 film directed by Martin Scorsese? Oh, man. You're really testing my, my gangster and mom <laughs> knowledge, which is, like, nothing. Um, uh, oh, goodness. Okay. So we, we already guessed The Godfather. And I think that's where my knowledge ends. So <laughs> I'm just going to say The Godfather 3. <laughs> he's, he's actually not in The Godfather Part 3. Um, he's only in Part 2. So yeah. no, that's not correct. Um, Grace, do you know? Who was the real life person? Jimmy Conway. Jimmy Conway. It was directed maybe by Martin Scorsese. Maybe the movie was titled Conway? Uh, no, uh, the movie was titled Goodfellas. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Question four. De Niro was nominated for another Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his role in what 2012 romantic comedy starring Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence? Um, you said rom-com? Yes. 
I think that's how I think that's how I read it was described. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I have not um, seen it. All right. Having never watched this movie in its entirety, is it Silver Linings Playbook? It is Silver Linings Playbook. Um, I didn't realize that was a rom-com. Yeah. Well, okay. So the description I see says romantic comedy drama. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I've also not seen it. Uh, yeah. Silver Linings Playbook. And he played Cooper's character's father in the film. And finally, question five. In the 2017 biopic, The Wizard of Lies, De Niro played what fraudster who ran the largest Ponzi scheme in history? This is a real life person. Uh, noted. Okay. Um, that sounds vaguely familiar, but... It happened during our lifetimes. Thank you. Also noted. <laughs> also no knowledge. So... <laughs> Ugh, Ponzi scheme. Man, I feel like that happens entirely often and not often at all. <sighs> Can I pass? I just like truly have not a single no. name in mind. That's that's okay. okay. Uh, Grace, do you know? The only Ponzi scheme that I can call to mind um, is the LuLaRoe people. Uh, I watched a couple of video essays <laughs> in quarantine about LuLaRoe being up um and the guy who founded it was um indicated for ponzi schemes before him and his wife founded lularo um but i can't remember his name so i'm just gonna say the lularo guy okay um i i don't think that's correct um <laughs> this guy's name is bernie madoff um and uh, <laughs> yeah and de niro's performance earned him an emmy nomination what was his do you know his ponzi scheme um he he ran a he he was a broker. So he just like scam people. I, I, I realizing I, I don't know the definition of Ponzi scheme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's a little complicated, but basically you're. I'm pausing to get a good description in my mind. You you get money from investors, and you promise them big returns, um, oh. and then you pay them back by using other people's investments. Like, oh. a, does that make sense? Like other yeah. people pay you money and then you use that money to pay off. The first couple people? The first, yeah. Oh, so you keep them for longer. Cause I would just say keep the money and run, but then you don't have like a yeah. established well, business. Well, you, okay, yeah. yeah. Like the money you pay back to like the original people is like their interest. So mm -hmm. you, you pay people's interest with the incoming money from new investors. So stressful. Yeah, <laughs> I could not and, run a Ponzi and, scheme. And illegal, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, coincidentally. Um, there you go. All righty, that's the end of round two. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? Looks like we have Grace at 50 and Maddie at 110. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. You're doing great, Grace. <laughs> Okay. Now it's time for round three. So uh, Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Yes, round three will be a lot like round two. In this case, you'll get five open-ended questions, this time on a variety of topics. And questions here worth 30 points each. If you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 15 points. All righty, Grace, are you ready for your mm -hmm. five questions? Yes, ready as ever. Question one. What interstate highway provides the link between Amarillo and Lubbock, Texas? Oh my gosh, I should know this. I want to say 84. No. Uh, Maddie. Uh, um, oh my gosh. I literally drove on it like, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. 
uh interstate highway uh is it is it like i-87 or something it's i-27 ah oh, my second guess was 20 so it wasn't gonna be any good yeah it runs 124 miles between the two cities it's the only one out there i literally have friends in from amarillo today i should have asked them what highway they drove on <laughs> oh well question two what 1979 Monty Python film follows the life of the titular character who was born on the same day as Jesus? <laughs> Is it Life of Brian? That's correct. Um, <laughs> Very good. Brian subsequently gets mistaken for the Messiah. Uh, uh, yes. And hilarity <laughs> ensues. Uh, question three. In 1795, the French government replaced the livre with what new currency which the country used until 2002? Was it francs? That's correct, the Frank. Question four. Proteins are made up of what building blocks? Amino acids. That's correct. Mm -hmm. um, amino acids, 20 of which are naturally occurring in the human body, make up all the proteins we know and love. While relatively simple on our own, strung together, they can make the, uh, sorry, while re relatively simple on their own, strung together, they can make the most complex and simple proteins in our bodies. Hmm. And Go finally, ahead. question five. In 1829, Felix Mendelssohn organized a public performance in Berlin of what Bach choral work? Um, hmm. I know that Mendelssohn, well, obviously Mendelssohn was a very big Bach fan. Um, I'm trying to remember any of the names of any of Bach's works, but they're all like numbers and stuff. They're not like fun names. Um, the numbers guy loved his math. Um, gosh, because he didn't even like call them requiems or anything. Um, unless he did and I'm blanking. Um, I am just going to go and say the, you probably know this, Maddie, because you guys recently did a Bach thing. Um, I have no apps, no earthly idea. So I'm going to pass. Okay. Maddie, do you know? Um, I have a guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is what we did last semester, but <laughs> who knows if it's right. Um, is it Zinget dem Herrn? Uh, no, this was the St. Matthew Passion. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, it was one of the first oh. time. Yeah, it was one of the first times a relatively complete version of the work was performed outside of Leipzig, hmm. Germany. Did you, did you pick it for your namesake? Um, I picked it. I don't remember. I don't remember why I wrote that question. There was a reason, though. Hmm. Oh, I think, it, yeah. I think I wanted to write a question about Mendelssohn. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Maddie, are you ready for your five questions? Oh, hit me with it. I'm ready. Question one. What interstate highway runs only four and a quarter miles and loops around the west side of downtown Portland, Oregon? Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so I don't know street names. I don't know highways. So <laughs> this is, this is going to be like a shot in the dark. I only know I-5 and it's not I-5. That's not my answer. Don't worry. Um, four miles and loops around. Portland. On the west assume, side of downtown. I assume Portland, Oregon, and not Portland, Maine. I, I did say Oregon in the. Question. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Use those active listening skills. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. 27? No, we already said that was in Texas. Um, I 405. <laughs> Grace, did you, did you, you wouldn't have. Yeah, well, I'm first of all, say, that was rude. Yeah, Second of all, you are correct. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, I didn't mean to jump on you. Um, it is I-405. 
the spur route of five. It goes around the west side of downtown Portland. Thank you. Carter, as a former resident of the Portland metropolitan area, would you have gotten that right? No, I didn't even know it existed. Very good. <laughs> um, Not alone. Question two. What is the largest freshwater lake in the world by surface area? Um, oh boy. I, for some reason, have like a feeling it, in the U.S., but that could be wildly wrong. Um, is it Lake Michigan? Not Lake Michigan. Grace? I had a guess, and then you said not Lake Michigan. Whoa, <laughs> so your guess that. was Lake Michigan? No, 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 no. But my guess was not in America, but I could change my guess to one of the other Great Lakes. Um, I just know those those lakes are very deep, and they're not, I don't, I don't think they're quite surface area. Um, I'm going to go with my original guess, um, unless it's... Unless my, I'm going to go with my original guess, but it might not even be a real lake. Um, lake Alexandria in Africa. Um, are you thinking of Lake Victoria? Yes, Lake Victoria in Africa. Yeah, it's not Lake Victoria. Um, okay. It's on the border between the U.S. and Canada. It's Lake Superior. Ah, darn. Um, I wonder lake, if that's why it's called that. <laughs> lake Superior holds 10% of the world's fresh water and holds more water than the other four Great Lakes combined and is the largest freshwater lake by surface area. Question three, what social media company redesigned its logo in 2009 after it was revealed that the original was taken from a piece of clip art? Oh, 2009. That's like, oh my gosh, that was like yesterday and also not even a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, was it Facebook? Not Facebook, Grace. Um, 2009 was not yesterday, Maddie. We were nine years old in 2009. Um, really? Uh, <laughs> um, I, my guess was originally Facebook, but um, maybe it was MySpace? No, it was Twitter. Ah, uh, that was Twitter. Okay, yeah, go Twitter, go Twitter. Twitter. Question four. New York has clubs in two different national football leagues, one that specializes in American football, while the other is Gaelic football, which originated in what country? Gaelic football. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. I know, I know the term. I know it's like in the vicinity of the UK, I just can't decide. Because Wales is Welsh. We're going to knock that one out. And I am just going to guess Ireland. That's correct. It is Ireland. Um, New York remains the only non-Irish team in the league. Wow. Amazing. My brother wrote that question. I had no idea. Oh, Did my gosh. Another like question? <gasps> yeah, you, you got a Mason question, right? Wow. Yeah. Do they have to ship their players over to play in Ireland like, like every season? I, I don't know. I, I legitimately have no idea anything about this league. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, and finally, question five. What future U.S. president was the secretary of state during George Washington's administration? Oh, um, uh, Thomas Jefferson. That's correct. Um, he resigned at the, at the end of 1793 and was succeeded by Edmund Randolph. And Jefferson was elected president in 1800. Thank you, Hamilton. Oh my gosh. What did I miss? 
Well, that's the end of round three. So Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have Grace at 140 and Maddie at 170. (gasps) Not so dismal. (laughs) Well, now it is time for round four. So Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Yes, round four is our showdown. We will each get the same three questions. Questions here are worth 40 points each, and we'll ask you to make note of your answers in some way, whether that's your phone, a paper and pencil, or your head. Very good. All righty. Grace, Maddie, are you ready? Absolutely. I'm ready. Question one. In George Orwell's Animal Farm, what is the name of the dictatorial pig? I got a guess. Okay. Grace, you, you have a guess? Uh, I, I will have a guess in... Yes, I have a guess. Okay. Grace, what is your guess? My guess is Carl. <laughs> okay. Uh, Maddie? Okay. I was torn between two. I think I'm going to go with... Is it, uh, is it Old Major? <gasps> uh, no. It is Napoleon. Ah, uh, Napoleon the pig. Yeah. Old Major the horse? I think uh, Old Major is the horse. That could be... I haven't read... Have you, have you read that one, Carter? Okay. Um, I'm not sure, but it, the, the pig is Napoleon. Okay. Uh, the allegorical novella reflects on the Russian revolution of 1917 and the country's progression to Stalin, um, who was ruling the USR when animal farm was published in 1945. Napoleon the pig. Question two in 2009, Sean Penn won the Academy award for best actor for playing what first openly gay elected official in California. And I need Jeopardy music because I feel like I could think of this for years. I literally could. Answer. Yeah, because I have no idea. Yeah. Um, well, wow, in the, yeah. In, in the video version of the podcast, I do put um, our transition music underneath. Oh, oh well, that's so that good. I, that's a bop. Yeah. In the audio version, I just cut out the silence. Perfect. <laughs> yes, very good. Yeah. Well, I have an answer in the sense that I have no answer and probably won't arrive on one. Okay. Uh, Grace? I have no answer because okay. all I can think of is Mike Buttigieg. Uh, you mean Pete Buttigieg? <laughs> Pete Buttigieg. Sorry, not Mike. Yeah. Um, uh, that's not correct. Um, no. <laughs> uh, this guy's name is Harvey Milk. Um, and this was. Oh! Bi- yeah, this was in the biographical film Milk. Um, Harvey Milk was elected to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors in 1978. I've heard of this man. Yeah. Um, and he was assassinated, sadly, later that year. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, finally, question three. The popular bridal chorus used as a wedding processional originated from what Wagner opera? I just realized that in two consecutive episodes, I had Wagner opera questions written because we had one in the, in the episode that we just did right before this. So hmm. we're hearing it. Unusual for me. All right, do we have guesses? Guesses. Okay. Grace, I do you have a guess? guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Grace, what is your guess? Um, is it a cop out to say the entire ring cycle? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's an um, opera. And well, th- that's four operas. So. So no, I have to pick should, one. Yeah, um, perhaps you should pick one opera. Yeah. Uh, sorry to say, I don't know any of the individual oh, okay. ones. Okay. So I'm going to go with a pass. Okay. <laughs> An embarrassed pass. Uh, Maddie. Okay, I might. I th- well, I'll probably say it wrong. Um, but is it the is it Divakura in the Ring Cycle? 
Um, well, you did successfully name one of the ring cycle operas, um, um, <laughs> but uh, it's actually not from the ring cycle. Um, um, so the, but the other three ring cycle operas for the record are Das Rheingold, Siegfried, and Goethe Dammerung. And Goethe Dammerung was the one that we asked about last week. The Yadder um, Dam. <laughs> That's what yeah. that joke is the from. The Yadder okay. Dammerung. The Yadder That's from. an inside joke with opera in the Ozarks. Um, <laughs> But no, this was one of his uh, other operas. This is Lohengrin. Oh, wait, but I like that one. <laughs> I know that. I, I, oh, gosh. He turns into a swan at the end. Wow, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> the opera's like hundreds of years old. Yeah, I think it's been yeah. up for maybe one or two years. We might be okay. That's okay. I spoiled Goethe Dammerung for our listeners last week. Um, so, yeah, can't wait to spoil Tannhäuser next week. Um, at any rate. Uh, this is Lohengrin. It is sung by women of the wedding party as they accompany the character Elsa to her bridal chamber. And because it is a theatrical piece, some churches are opposed to its use during wedding ceremonies. Interesting. Yeah. No imagination. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we can provide more commentary on that, but we'll save that for a future episode. Of course. Of course. Um, well, that's the end of the game. So, uh, Carter, can you please give us the final score? As is usually the case after round four, our score is the same. We have Grace at 140 and Maddie at 170. Well, congratulations, Maddie. You have won. Whoa. Do you have anything that you would like to say? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm so happy to be here. This has changed my <laughs> life. Um, thank you for educating me. I feel so illuminated. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Grace and Maddie, for being on our show today. That's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Carter Zanke, for being our scorekeeper, as well as Mason Cook for composing the music. Today's questions were written by Caitlin Fick, Tanner Tim, Andy Cook, Mason Cook, and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages, as well as our Twitter account, all at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us on any of these platforms if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. So thank you. We'll see you next week.